Welcome to today's episode of Speak Greasy. My guest is Paul Liu, the third generation owner of Michelin and World's 50 Best Recognized Keng Enki, a Singapore Zichar brand that's been in the family for over 50 years. Welcome to the show, Paul. Thank you for the invitation. So I'm going to start by asking you, what does Keng Enki actually mean? So Keng Enki actually means Keng. We are from a province from China Island. Eng is a middle name of my grandpa, Ki meaning a shop. So anyone who sees this name, King Eng Ki, meaning it's a shop started by a, a man called Eng coming from China, Hainan Island. Interesting. Take us back to the very beginning, um, you know, and the origins of um, King Eng Ki. What is Zichar cuisine and, you know, how did this business start? Zichar basically means that anything that you can do, stir fry with a wok. Grandpa and grandma came, migrated from China to Singapore basically to make a living. So slowly grandpa and grandma embraced, uh, uh, I would say like ingredients from different races, like the Malay, the Indians. So our cuisine starts to evolve. And from and back to uh, when their oncoming business getting better, mom came to help because it's a family business. So mom helped, that was the um, employee chef and love blossom so again they evolve again uh-huh. so up to us the third generation so your father is a chef or was a chef and um you know uh, made sense for him to kind of um take over the business in a way from your grandparents uh what about you guys because now it's passed on to you know your generation so it's you uh, your brother wayne and your sister is it something that was just expected of you? Is it that you felt, you know, you had to um, carry on the family legacy? We have never thought of taking over because as a, a kid, seeing your parents work under like such a difficult environment, you will feel hard pain. And during weekends, we'll, we'll, we'll be there to help out from order taking, clearing our dishes. And I would say when we are of a certain age, like when we're in our early teens, then mom will, during weekend, they will call us, hey, Paul, Wayne, can I help out? But please don't take over the business. But can you come help out? Yes. And this carry on for many years. So it is a muscle memory that building us. And unintentionally, it becomes a passion in us. Like for me, I love to talk. You can see. <laughs> I talk a lot. Like Wayne love to eat. I talk a lot. So I, I, I get that sense of satisfaction. By talking to customer, create the, the meal, and that this build up, that build up somehow that we take over without even us knowing it that we are taking over. So it sort of happened organically in a way. But when you say that your parents said that, you know, we don't want you to take over, but just come and help out, why do you think that was? I will say that this happened during their era. Grandpa and grandma had never wanted my mom to take over the business too. Because they worked hard to send mom to school. So mom completed her sec- secondary uh, college um, education. So they expect her to be in the office. But who knows, she, as the same as us, she helped out during weekends. And she knows that during a career at Kenyanki in a hawker store. She, she, um, dad and mom never wants us to take over. But we had always been there. So... <laughs> The history repeats. I guess. And and is it something that you see your children uh, or Wayne sees his children getting involved in the business? 
time passes, we become modernized. So we modernize in terms of uh, not just technology, but also thinking. But as an Asian family, it still stays the same. I think I think the same way as my grandparents are. I don't want them to take over because it's a, it's not an easy environment. I mean, but no, no business is easy, yeah. right? I mean, but it also is. You know, you you've built an extremely successful brand, and uh, you know, isn't it a isn't it a thing of pride that you want the family legacy to continue, or do you feel that that um, has changed? You know, your thought process has changed. I think you are right in the sense. I need to agree with you. One of the topic that my elder daughter was ten during her essay, what would what would you like to be when you grow up? Your ambitious. And she said, I want to be a waiter in KK. She brought back, she's proud of what I'm doing. I'm surprised. Uh, being a waiter, I said, you can go far being a waiter. She told me, look at you. That was like, all right. But yet, deep inside, I really wanted to get a regular job because as an employer, you understand that, that we can't take medical leave. There's no leave. Work is always constantly on our mind. Yeah, that's the thing that we don't want them to go through. But we don't know. So it may be, on the better hands, they can bring to a higher height. If not, I think, you know, as a parent, we always want them to, it's always greener on, on the other side, right? Um, it's best to be on the banking. Yeah, because... Because banking hours are so, uh, so less, aren't they? Yes. yes. I'm joking. I mean, you know, you're working much harder and you're working for someone else. Uh, yeah, you're, you're working for someone else, yeah. then actually you don't, you, you don't need to bring work really back home. Yeah, kind of that way. So the grass is always greener on the other side. So I need to agree, but yet, let's see how it goes. But you know, it's funny because you're in India today. You've traveled to like more countries than I'm sure most people working, you know, in an office job. And it's really opened up doors for you. You get to see the world. You're, you know, satisfying like hundreds of people every single day. And there really is a lot of joy in that. And you've really, you've put Singapore on the map. You've put your family business on the map. And I need to agree, but to start off with, we have never thought that KEQ, Kenyan Key would be what it is today. Because when we took over, it, we, we are still relatively small. Just parents and me, Wayne and my sister, there's a team of maybe less than 10. To think about which job allows you to see your parents every day. I mean, we quarrel somehow. But the love is very unconditionally big. So I think that's why we want to join the business. We want to see them see them every day. And faith, I would say everybody work hard in, in their own career. And you need that opportunity. Somehow it falls to us that we have friends, I would say friends who help us with. They are food writers and we, we it's not intentionally, but it's, we do what we do. We serve good food. We present our food with the heart. Singapore tourism book came by. They said, Paul, could, could we bring you guys, first country we go, Denmark. Could we bring you to Denmark? I said, are you sure? We are just doing street food. Way back, we think that we are one of the smallest kind of like cuisine you can find because everyone's doing in hotel, fine dining. We are just doing the moonlight hall fun. It's just a common man food. How can I bring this to Denmark? They said, oh, trust me. Let's go. Take, take it a trip. You don't like it, next time don't go. We went, we showcased, people stand up, clap their hand, and there's so much respect. And wow, that opens my eyes. Say, all right, please, we should be proud of what we are doing. And that goes, grows. And yeah, then we get more opportunity. We create that kind of like pride in what we do. 
And being said that, we, we should still say, stay humble because that's what grandpa, grandma, dad and mom wants us to do. Stay humble with what we do because that's how we start off with. But yet, be proud that we are showcasing what they have been built up on. Yeah. So for the next generation, I would say, they had to really know the, how we started up with. It is, not, it is given to you with this success, but doesn't mean you forgot where you came from. You know, that's, that's actually one of the most challenging things, right? Because they say it takes four generations to, um, what is it, to kill, to kill a business, right? Like you start, the first generation builds, and the last, the fourth one uh, kind of takes it to the ground. Because like you said, that it's so important to understand where it started. And if you weren't part of that process of building it to, yes. this, to this, to where it is, then you sometimes don't appreciate what went into building it. And uh, you take that success for granted, right? Do you think that it's uh, when it comes to a family business, it's the the next generation almost has to work harder to prove themselves because it's something that you are going to kind of inherit in a way. I'm asking you this, you know, because there's so many family-owned businesses, not just in F and B. You see it in industry. You see it in you know in any industry. Is it something that you think the family always has to work a little harder to prove? they're ready to take over? In my view, I think it's definitely very hard to build a business. But for the next generation to, to carry on, it's, I, in my view, it's harder. Because like for us, I'll, I'll speak for us, we had been doing, we have been following what they do. And somehow we want to excel because they did a great job. Grandpa, grandma, dad and mom, they give us such a good foundation. We want to excel of what they're doing. We want them to feel, uh, feel proud. But sometimes this had, we overdo certain things. I must say frankly, because uh, we've been through some like um, cycle of, we want to do different cuisine. We want to do it differently. But to us, we want to do much bigger thing. But it may be good and bad. We failed for a couple of times. Like for the past, we say COVID taught us something very important. We had done a burger brand before. It was well well received. It's called a walk-in burger. So it's like stir-fried, anything stir-fried, like we have like, you know, a coffee pot. I was just going to say that would do so good in a burger bun. Business is pretty good. And COVID hits, everybody go back to basic food. Something close to heart. Not really burger it, for, for Asians. So it failed. And we can see that we need to go back to basic. Do do what we are good at, make it the best, then maybe we can slowly build up on. Because pre-COVID, we have been so busy with proving ourselves to say that we need to excel then. But not really. During pre-COVID, mom always tell me one thing. Save for your rainy days. We say, this is not good. Yeah, maybe we should say, but when's the rainy day? COVID hit, that's the rainy day. And I believe that their advice helped us a lot. And that's why Wayne and I, we've been learning a lot during, during COVID. Going back to basic and also be careful of what grandpa, grandma, dad might build up with and still advance, still, still progress. But at, at a pace that we think that we need to protect everyone. Everyone in, in the Kenyan key system, right? It's our family. I'll share with you something, if you don't mind. Like grand, late grandma, give me a call during uh, the lockdown in Singapore. She called me and said, Paul, I know you're busy. You are facing difficulties. Can I ask you one thing? Had you let go of any worker 
I said, Grandma, no, I have not. Then Shion said, good, remember how we started off from day one, everyone is family. Right now, you have more than 60 of employees. They are still your family. Today, KEK, King and King, how we build up on, we speak all because of them. You know, you're absolutely right. I think that you're spot on. And, you know, while the food is amazing and that is what is you built the foundation on, it's also the people. And, you know, you, you can't uh, think it's only about the food and anyone can come and go. I think, you know, you're absolutely right. And that's what I always say about the F&B business, right? That people think it's about just food and drinks, but it's it's as much about the people being there. And if they're there for the long run, that's how you build consistency as well, right? Because it's the people doing this day in and day out. You know, you started off or your grandparents started off in a mocha center. And today you have a restaurant that can seat, you know, can do 800 covers in a, in a night, right? How did that progression happen in terms of scale of the business? I would say that goes back to what Grandma had mentioned, family, family business. We have employees working with us for more than 10 years. So they have grew in terms of their, their status, like from junior waitresses to supervisor manager. And why we really want to open up another outlet I would say, yes, we want to make more sales, but it's not just us, it's for them. If I can pay her at the X number of dollars right now, how can I increase her pay? With the same volume, I can't. Either I decrease my pay to give it to her, or there's no way. So I need to open up one outlet. But before that, all these people need to have something. I always share with them, it's the KK spirit, the KNK spirit. We have to have empathy. Yeah. Yeah. So why is the person late? Do you ask? Is it the children or the, the elderly at home needs help so people know that you're a leader with not just um, iron fist. You must be a leader also with empathy that you can and they can spread that kind of love to the customers. I think you, it's, it is an ecosystem. So. You're absolutely right. You know, let's talk a little bit more about expansion. Uh, you have dishes that are clearly proprietary to you, you know, in terms of whether it's the sauces, whether it's um, technique, you know, I'm not a chef, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, like you. <laughs> so uh, how do you balance the idea of expand, expanding a family business, keeping things that are unique to your brand, um, people taking trade secrets in a way and, and going their own way? I would say you are right in the sense that because during the first and second generation, we had been very careful with who we taught the skills to. But with, with time goes by, we serve 800 diners on a weekend on just dinner service. You can't depend on just that or win just to cook. We used to do that, waiting time can be up to two hours. So now, how can we improve the business? And we want turnover too. It, sometimes it's still back to profit and loss, p account. So now we need to trust everyone. So we teach. By teaching them, there's a risk. There's a risk that a K, new KK may open beside you. But we say that, how, how big is the risk? So it boils down to how, how much we take care of our employees. I think that's number one. Number two, build our brand. Because McDonald's, right? I mean, everybody can do, do a good burger. When you open beside the real McDonald's, do you think you, you can win their business? No, because they have a brand. So we try to build that brand and we try to teach everybody the right skill and we ourselves as a 
as an owner, employer, we also hope that one day they can do up something on their own because they took so much effort and time to work with us. They build up their skill, they can have their own business. We don't mind. We don't mind. Just that if they, they want to mimic us, it's like, yes, I'm, I am from KNK, I'm going to hit them with the same business model. I mean, that's where the branding fight comes on. <laughs> you know, I have to ask you this just because we're talking about it now. You know, um, when when sort of couples run a business together and they're now siblings, how do you think you can manage that personal versus professional? You know, I mean, it, it is tough and I speak from experience. Uh, how do you manage that? A good question. I should have taught that to ask you. So way back, Wayne got married way early during when he was 20 years old. He got married. And during that time, he was the apprentice in the kitchen. So the wife is there. The wife naturally help, helping out. Yeah, because it's family business. There's not many of us. It's just about 10 of us. So that call for a family meeting, just internally, like the three siblings there. Mm-hmm. He said one thing. You guys are going to take over this business, right? So I only have one request, just the three of you, no spumps. That was like almost 20 years ago. He said that. Wow. During that time, I was like, we need all the help we can. Yeah. Free labor, yeah. just take it. Just take the free labor. Why you say this kind of thing? I was like, during that time, I was like, because I'm helping out and I'm still in my uni days. So you need to sacrifice those party days, go and work. I said, my sister-in-law is there, right? She's married in. That that help, work. It is only when we all got married, business become bigger. We understand because I mean, my sister-in-law would love my brother. My wife would love me. If there's anything that maybe like I having a little bit more free time, someone else will say. Not saying that our spouse head is not right because it's naturally that they will protect the loved ones. And the first loved one, I mean, we love them too, but naturally it's the spouse. Even the siblings, we, we fight because we have different view, but yet the f- fundamental of all this fight is for the good of the mm-hmm. business. It's not really not on personal agenda. So we fight a lot, but somehow the next two days we talk because we have seen each other group ever or. So, you know, your coffee pork ribs, uh, which is one of your signature dishes, I could eat my body weight in them. And actually, I have to say, after your story, that's how I came across the brand because um, we were at the 50 Best event and my chef came and said, you've got to try this. And I was just like, that sounds really weird, like coffee and pork. But okay, you know, you're the way you're raving about it, I, I, I've got to give. And I've been hooked ever since. Uh, I literally, I think that this whole... Um, you know, pop up at Max Street. I was all I was thinking was coffee poker, <laughs> but uh, you know that's a dish that uh, I think Wayne introduced to the menu. Is that right, or was that there before he um, took over as chef? So there's this recipe um, in Singapore. This dish itself is not created by King and Key, so it is by a celebrity chef. He has that recipe and spread among all the restaurants, mm. so everybody have a a, a different version. When somehow he took it to what we think is our own best version and we present it, customer like it. When we go overseas, everyone loves that because as you mentioned, coffee and pork doesn't really match. Yeah. It's always about coffee, this beverage or coffee with pastry. 
we have to tell we have to tell the listeners the story. So you were flying into India, um, I think, for the first time on the airline after the dish went on uh, the business class, and um, you know you ordered it obviously. And the air hostess was uh, she. You were wearing your KEK T-shirt, and I think she basically like shot herself <laughs> for want of a, a, a better word. And uh, I would not want to be in her shoes serving your dish to you and what happened so basically there's a egg on top so on flight they use um sous vide egg i wearing a uniform bringing that it's not on purpose because when we travel for work normally i will wear it's easy not to think what to wear <laughs> so <laughs> one, one thing for sure every uniform is the best thing i just wear the same thing every day and you politely told her that it's okay if the egg slides off and <laughs> did you show her how to, how to mix it? And <laughs> to. They did their best because it's not just one passenger. There's so many of them. So you, you brought up a really important point about brand, right? And you said about, you know, building a really strong brand. How do you do that? And I know one of the things is, of course, you do a lot of pop-ups around the world uh, and, you know, you're taking that name beyond Singapore for sure. But within... Singapore, how do you build and retain a brand? To build a brand, it had been done. Like, it had been done by grandparents, dad and mom. What we have, what we are doing right now, actually, is just to strengthen it a little bit here and there. Because we are do, as, doing exactly what they have been doing. Cooking good food, present it in a way that they have been doing. We just add on something more modern, like explain, explaining of dishes, trying to be more specific that ingredients where they are from. And to build out a brand, there's a lot of element. I think we can see certain uh, certain famous, very established restaurants, people who want to work there even without any salary. So that's what we want to do. People may thought that KNK is a tourist place because we appear on Netflix, Anthony Bourdain, and all, all this Michelin. But COVID tells us we are not because it is the local market that support us through. So even right now, people say, oh, you have a lot of tourists coming here. Say, yes, we are thankful, but yet our core customer is always the local because they are the ones who pull us through. So we still do what we do. Don't change. Being supported by the local market as a brand, but overseas, we try to do a little bit more, more on internationalization. Trying to progress in that way. Yeah. Still learning. <laughs> No, I have to say, I completely agree with you on this point of the locals being your true ambassadors because the tourists come and go. And also, you know, in like comparing it to Bombay, where you don't have tourists the whole year, you have them in the winter months generally. That's when you have most tourists coming and you can't depend on a business in those three, four months, right? You need a business to be sustained throughout. And that really happens with your local sort of ambassadors in a way and people patronizing you, um, you know, from from your neighborhood, right? I know when I came to the restaurant, you know, you really bring life into the meal, um, explaining it, especially for someone like me who doesn't, you know, understand the cuisine necessarily. So I think that that's what, to me, you are the brand. And, uh, you know, I, I wish you guys really take it places, even more places than, than you have already. <laughs> But uh, also, um, Paul, you know, you, you and your team cooked in Bombay uh, at Mag Street Kitchen, where we are. Uh, what was that experience like for you? <laughs> yes, it is the first time we are in India. And I would say we, are, we, we don't know what to expect. 
because yes, we have always promoted Singapore as a very multicultural. We have cuisine, Indian cuisine. We can find it around the corner anywhere. We thought we know. No, it's different. Once once you come to India, it's very localized. This is the real Indian cuisine. What had been in Singapore, I think, is a little bit localized to suit the Asian palate. Sure. Yeah. So when we are here, we don't know what to expect. For for example, the dish that we brought over, clay pot pig's liver. I mean, you know that we took some time to to think about that dish. Mm. We bring that because even back back home in Singapore, not everybody takes liver. And apparently, to our knowledge and what we heard, pig's liver isn't the most popular ingredient in Indian cuisine. But I'm glad for this three-day service, that was a top-rated dish, if I'm right. Absolutely. You saw my daughter eating it and she lapped it up. I think the culture, the history, I mean, have, have, have been great. I think the most amazing thing, I would say, is the people. People have been very friendly and also most important also, we somehow can work together. My team work together with your team. It's like stimulus. Came in and now we, uh, we enjoy staff meal together. I think that's the most interesting part of it. That we cook staff meal, yeah. they eat. They eat cooking stuff, we enjoy too. Yeah. So that's our sharing. So I, I think that's how food being a common language around the world, we build up on that. If not, if not for food, this thing would not happen at all. We, was, we will not know each other at all. So I would say thank you for the opportunity. Well, thank you for the good food. <laughs> no, um, it's been great having you guys here and I hope you'll come back. Listen, Paul, it's been so much fun and it's been amazing having you in the kitchen, having you on the show. And um, I, I look forward to coming back to many, many more meals to uh, Kang and Kim very soon. Please invite us again because we really just got to know India. Done. You heard it here. So, so he's got to come back. Yeah. <laughs> thank, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you.